Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Saturday, 22nd of October. I'm Sonal Patel. And I'm Holly Keogh. Donald Trump summoned to testify before a committee investigating last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol. Now we could have a potentially historic uh, legal fight over whether the United States Congress can compel the testimony of a former president. And Zelensky accuses Russia of planning to blow up a key dam. We must now all together, all Europeans, all world leaders, make it clear to the terrorist state that such a terrorist attack will mean exactly the same of use of weapons of mass destruction. He was the 45th president of the United States. Now Donald Trump stands accused of being the first and only US president to seek the overturning of an election. US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi asking for help as the riots break out. This footage was released during a hearing on the attacks on the Capitol, which happened last January. Uh, obviously ransacking our office. Donald Trump's been ordered to testify to that same committee before the 14th of November. Steve Herman is the Voice of America chief national correspondent. The uh, lawmakers are asking for um, a long list of documents and communications, including phone calls, texts, encrypted messages and email relating to um, his efforts to try to uh, inval- invalidate the outcome of the 2020 election. here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by... Addressing a rally last year, the former president is accused of purposely and maliciously disseminating fraud and trying to corrupt officials. It comes as Donald Trump's former chief strategist, Steve Bannon, faces four years in prison for defying a subpoena from the same committee. What Donald Trump will do is anyone's guess, according to Steve Herman. You know, I was in the White House uh, covering it for the four years of the uh, Trump presidency. And one thing I can tell you is that he was um, predictably unpredictable. But jailing a strategist and seeking to jail a former president are very different things. And it's a battle that could end up in the Supreme Court. Vladimir Zelensky has accused Russia of planning to blow up a key Ukrainian dam under Russian occupation in the south of the country. In a television address, Vladimir Zelensky called on the West to warn Russia against the move, saying it would lead to a large-scale disaster and flood southern Ukraine. We must now all together, all Europeans, all world leaders, all international organisations, make it clear to the terrorist state that such a terrorist attack on the Kakova HPP will mean exactly the same of use of weapons of mass destruction. The volume of water in the reservoir is about equal to the Great Salt Lake in the U.S. state of Utah. 
Ashkel Kuzhelnitsky reports for The Times from Ukraine. He tells us the impact destroying the dam would have. If the dam was destroyed, the um, consequences of so much water from Ukraine's main river, the Dnipro River, and the flooding, an estimated 80 cities or towns would be flooded and hundreds of thousands of people would have to leave their homes. Zelensky claims Russia plans to blow up the dam to cover up their retreat. Earlier this week, Russia accused Ukraine of planning to rocket the dam, but neither side has produced evidence to back up allegations. It comes as one of the most important battles of the eight-month-old war comes to a head near the dam. Russia has begun what it says is the evacuation of tens of thousands of civilians from the city. You're listening to The World in 10 from the Times of London. Analysis and insight into global events and all in just 10 minutes. On the way, designer Ralph Lauren apologises for cultural appropriation and could we soon see flying cars? In Italy, Giorgia Maloney has formally accepted the job of forming a government. She's Italy's first far-right leader since wartime fascist Benito Mussolini and the country's first female prime minister after winning the elections with her party, the Brothers of Italy. Her government will include the right of centre Forza Italia of Silvia Berlusconi. The 86-year-old former Prime Minister has been the centre of a row surrounding two leaked recordings, underlining his pro-Putin views. There have been rumours suggesting that she will be travelling first to Washington and then Kiev, something that is quite significant. Georgia Orlandi is a correspondent at Euronews, based in Rome. We are sure... Uh, um, the EU, but also uh, stress that pro-NATO stance by traveling to Washington and also uh, the uh, the fact that she wants to stand with Ukraine. Italy is the EU's third biggest economy and Ms Maloney wants to reassure its Western allies that nothing will change in its foreign policy. Closer to home, though, her attacks on same-sex parenting and calls for a naval blockade to stop migrants crossing the Mediterranean have some people worried. Protesters took to the streets on Friday after Pakistan's election commission disqualified ex-Prime Minister Imran Khan from holding public office. He had been found guilty of failing to declare details of gifts from foreign dignitaries and profits from their alleged sale. Khan called on supporters to stop the protest, saying he would challenge the ruling in court. First of all, I thank all the protesters and call on them to end the protest today because I don't want to put people in trouble. But all of you make preparations. I'd said that I would hold a long march at the end of this month. It will be the biggest protest in the history of this country, God willing. Government officials must declare all gifts, but are allowed to keep those below a certain value. In some cases, the recipient can buy them back at around 50%. In a statement, Khan denied any wrongdoing. He said the decision was biased, adding he had legally bought all of the items. The ruling adds to the political and economic uncertainty in Pakistan. Earlier this year, Khan was ousted from power and supporters took to the streets in different cities in protest, blocking roads and highways and setting tyres on fire. Since being removed from office, Khan has held protests across the country calling for snap elections. But the government has said elections will be held as scheduled in October or November next year. With some big news from the world of tennis, here's John Jackson. 
Romanian tennis star Simona Halep has been provisionally suspended after testing positive for the banned blood booster Roxadustat. The two-time major winner was tested during the US Open in August, and both of her samples confirmed the presence of the banned anti-anemia drug that stimulates the production of red blood cells. The world number nine player described the ban as the biggest shock of her life and denied knowingly taking any banned substance. She added that her fight was not about titles or money, but her honour, as she hoped the truth would eventually come out. Maria Sharapova was the last high-profile tennis player to be involved in a doping scandal after the Russian tested positive for meldonium at the 2016 Australian Open and was initially banned for two years before it was later reduced to 15 months. Halep's suspension means she can't compete in or attend any sanctioned events organised by the governing bodies of tennis. Ralph Lauren has apologised for selling an item which allegedly appropriated Mexican indigenous designs. The wife of Mexico's president, Beatriz Gutierrez, accused the luxury fashion brand of plagiarism. Mexico has made similar complaints towards other big brands in the last few years too. Ralph Lauren said in a statement that the clothing company was working to find out how the product ended up on the sales floor, and that it was deeply sorry this happened. And finally, they're the stuff of sci-fi and fantasy. But could flying cars make it out of the cinema and into reality? One American company thinks so. Aleph says it wants to release what it's calling the first true flying car by as early as 2025. That's just three years away. There are already two cars that can drive and fly. But the bot at Aleph says these aren't proper flying cars because they need an airport to be able to take off. So what's so different about Model A? Model A will apparently be able to drive on a regular street, park in a regular parking spot and, most importantly, be able to take off vertically. Experts reckon to do all that would take a lot of power. It'll also cost you a lot of money if you want to buy it, some $300,000 or £266,000. Best get saving. You've been listening to The World in 10 from the Times of London for Saturday, 22nd of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.